everyone say his amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 13, from the Amplified Classic. He says, Yes, from the time of the first existence of day, and from this day forth I am he. There is no one who can deliver out of my hands. I will work, and who can hinder or reverse it? God says that I will work. Who can hinder that work? Who can reverse that work? While you are seated, I want you to go ahead and pray and say, Father, do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life today that no one can reverse. Go ahead and pray. Just go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life that no one can hinder. Do a work in my life that no one can reverse. Do a work in a work that cannot be hidden, a work that cannot be reversed, a work that cannot be stopped. In the name of Jesus, we believe God has heard and answered our prayers. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. We're going to read down to verse 13. Matthew chapter 6. It says, Master, teach us to pray. And so Jesus responds and he gives a, an idea of how to pray. He says, After this manner, therefore, pray our Father which art in heaven. Matthew 6 9 to 13. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want you to get the last part of verse 13, Matthew chapter 6. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if you are reading a similar Bible like NIV, RSV, you may not find the last parts that I've just read from the Egypt. And uh, we don't have the time to explain the technicalities around that today. But I want us to focus on that last part the kingdom, the power. If you're writing, that, that is our message for today, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. He says, for thine, or yours, is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. So there is the kingdom that belongs to God. There is a power that belongs to God. And there is a glory that belongs to God. Uh, two weeks ago, I was teaching in the first service about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and he said, That's the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter uh, 24, 
Jesus talks about the kingdom in verse 14. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world for the witness, and then the end shall come. He did not just say the gospel shall be preached. He said this particular gospel, and this particular gospel I'm talking about is the gospel of the kingdom. So there is a kingdom. Tell your neighbor, there is a kingdom. Now, if there is a kingdom, there is a king. And if the kingdom belongs to God, the one to whom the kingdom belongs to is the king. And the Bible says, the power and the glory. John chapter 3, verse 3, we'll read two verses from John chapter 3. We'll read verse 3 and we'll read verse 5. Here, Jesus shows us how to enter the kingdom of God. He shows us how to see the kingdom of God. He, in another place, said, this kingdom does not come by observation, meaning that you will not see it with your two eyes. It will have to be seen by the eyes of a person who has been regenerated by the Spirit, who has been born again, who has been made a new creature. The old creature cannot see this kingdom. So he says in verse 3, John chapter 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he says that the person, for him to be able to see it, must be born again. And then in verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, which is the word, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. God cannot make his king in it. God is king over all the earth, but primarily king over those that have been born into his kingdom. So he says, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power and the glory. To enter the kingdom, to access the kingdom, one must be born. He didn't say, except you pray, you will not enter. He said, except you are born again. He didn't say, except you fast, you will not enter. He says, except you are born again. Colossians chapter 1 and we're going to read verse 12. It shows us that there is another kingdom. There is another dominion. Of course, these are spiritual kingdoms. And physically speaking, there are many kingdoms. There are many nations that have many different rulers. But in the realm of the spirits, there are only two kingdoms uh, that are diverse that are not in agreement. There are only two. There is a kingdom of darkness and there is a kingdom of light. And the person who is in the kingdom of darkness has the devil for his king. The person who is in the kingdom of darkness will be controlled by Satan. The devil will do whatever he wants to do in this person's life. The devil can frustrate his business, frustrate his job. The devil can stop his plans. The devil can make this woman bad. The devil can make this man sick. The devil can even lead this person to make decisions that will eventually lead this person to die. 
But there is a better kingdom when there is a king called love. In this kingdom, you enjoy love. You enjoy. Now, one cannot be in two of these kingdoms at the same time. You are either in the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of Satan. Now, when you are born again, there is a transference. There is first a deliverance, and then you are transferred. You shift as it were. There is a change of power. Power changes hands. Apostle Paul, when he was called to preach, he was told, here is what you are going to do. You are going to open the eyes of the blind. You will turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. Now, when you are born again, that becomes your experience. Now, look at this scripture, Colossians 1, verse 12. He says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, which has qualified us, to be partakers of the saints. And then he tells us when the saints are in light. These saints are in a place called light. A place where darkness cannot approach. A place called light. And then he says, God has qualified us to participate in whatever blessings these saints are receiving. And then in verse 13 he says, Who has delivered us? Who has delivered us, rescued us, freed us out? When he said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I believe God raised you from the dead. He says, there is a deliverance, a rescuing. He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness? From the dominion of darkness? I'm going to stay there a little bit. In the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, write it down. Acts 10, 38. Paul, rather Peter, when he was preaching in Cornelius' house, he talked about how Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. I still just that. Meaning that the sick that Jesus healed were oppressed of the devil. The devil is the one that oppresses. Now he says that when you are born again, you are delivered from the power of darkness. We've got to answer a lot of questions. What is this power of darkness? What are these things that are under the control, the powers of darkness? Because you see, so many people have read their Bibles, I don't know if they have read it. Because when you see their Bible, or when you hear them talk, it is as though they haven't read the scriptures of truth. They are in the kingdom of God, and yet they are praying to be delivered from the power of darkness. <laughs> then we are asking ourselves, what is the problem really? Is it that you were not delivered? Because you cannot be in this kingdom and pray for the difference. Then it means that the king in this kingdom has been defeated. He has failed to rule his own kingdom. Okay, let me You cannot be in Zambia under the president of Zambia and be praying to be delivered from the president of America. Does that make any sense to you? And then, we, then it means that our president has been captured somehow. 
our president, then this nation is not a sovereign. My God. It brings a lot of questions. So he says, the deliverance takes place first before you are concerned. Before you enter the kingdom, you are delivered. Yes, this generation of persons. Yes, the devil this, the devil that. Yes, then he says, before you get in, all this field has to be taken out of your land. That's why he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Not shall be, shall pass away. Not you should pray that they pass away. He says, all these things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these things that have become new are of God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17 and 18. This is scripture that's called here. All these things where you have come, this is the name of God. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. Then it means you have been delivered from the power of essence. Delivered from the power of sickness. Delivered from the power of corruption. Delivered from the power of the sinful nature. Delivered from the power of the evil one, whatever power it may be. From the powers of your fathers, from the powers of your mothers, whatever power you want to mention, which is all of God. He says there is this deliverance first. Why is there this deliverance? Because there is a savior. In those days where there were kingdoms on earth, a nation, rather a kingdom, can be captured. When the kingdom is captured and the captives are gotten by the kingdom that has conquered that kingdom, there will be now slaves. For them to be free, a kingdom greater than that kingdom should come and defeat that kingdom. And then set this captives free. And so the Bible talks about Jesus being our Savior. If He is our Savior, and if we have been saved, the question is, from what? How many of you are saved here? You are saved from what? <laughs> saved from what? What did he save you from? You hear Christians say, we are just sinners, we are just sinners. Then the cross of Jesus. Then what did he accomplish? Why did that man have to die? Because it doesn't look like anything's changed. But we're still what we used to be before he died. Then it was useless for him to die. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How can we remember if you are in a ditch and someone has rescued you from the ditch and you're still going around saying you are in a ditch? Then something is not sinners saved by grace. What is contradiction? Prisoners set free from you. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? You are a prisoner set free from prison. If you are set free from prison, you are no longer in prison. If you are set by grace from sin, you are no longer a sinner. You say, but I sinned yesterday. Yes, you did. It's a mistake. That's why you must confess it. It's not normal. Dogs bark because they are dogs. Yes, sir. They do. A man will not become a dog because he has bags. No. <laughs> the fact that you sin does not make you a sinner. People sin because they are sinners, but it, you see, you're not a sinner because you sin. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> My God. 
de
at that last trap, a trumpet is going to blow. Of course, the whole world will not hear it. Those of us who are the faith will hear it last. Holy glory. Yes. Shout. Then God arise and his enemies shall be sad. How will he arise? Because he said, You should bless my eyes. You. The question you need to ask yourself is, How do I allow him to arise? He says, He goes forth with a shout. It's one of those things. When you learn to shout, you'll see it. Rise. God is going up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. He's telling us that when you are praising, make sure you know who you are praising. He is not just a man somewhere who is trying to help us but cannot help us. Hallelujah. You are praising the king of all the earth, the monarch of the universe. He says, sing praises with understanding. Know who you are praising. He's the king of all the earth. Verse 8. God reigneth over the kingdom. God seated upon the throne of his holiness. Thank you, me. <laughs> he ran over the hidden. I thought it is just for the saints. Over the hidden. What comfort these creatures must bring to your heart? You have applied something for it, you're wondering, can I get it? The Bible says, God, your Father, your King, reigns over that person. So if you are looking for connections, the connection that you really do for this system. Because this one reigns over all. He reigns over all. Let's go on. Verse 9. Put a verse 9. Quickly. Verse 9. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. The shields of the earth. No one is in this world except God really protects them. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the power. We are established how to enter that kingdom, how to see that kingdom. We have established that God is king. And we are talking about the kingdom, the power. We want to know how do we experience the power of the kingdom. Then he shows us something. He says, where? Oh, Satan. Where the word of a king is, there is I want to see the power of God in my finances. He says, okay, are you in the kingdom? Yes. Uh -huh. That's nice. You cannot bring the power of the king in your finances by getting the word of the king concerning your finances. The word of the king is 
in this place. I'm sharing his words to you. Then that means his power is in this place. And the Bible says that who may say unto him, What doest thou? Meaning that nobody can question him when he says his words. The Bible says, the Bible says, because of iniquity, I have afflicted. They have brought all manner of means. And then he says that they draw near to the shadows of death and cry to God. And the Lord hears it. What does he do? He sends forth his word. The word of the king. He sends forth his word and he will them. And delivers them from all their destructions. The devil cannot question you. What are you doing? I'm questioning what you mean. Where the word of the king is. Now we begin to understand the importance of the word of God. The word of God brings to us the power of God. The power of the king. Until you receive the word of God, you cannot enjoy the provisions of the king. Where the word of the king is. There is now. Luke 137 amplified classic. Where the word of the king is, there is now. It says, Holy God, nothing is ever impossible. And look at this. No word from the Lord shall be without power. Shall be without I think media was studying that they didn't get it correct. Shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Shall be without power or impossible. No word from God shall be without power. My God. There is power in every scripture. If you read the scripture, for example, if you read Philippians 4 19, God, I God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If you read that scripture, in that scripture, is there is power in this giving. Your phone is not charged. I bet it's not charging right now. Even though there is power. And there are sockets, power sockets. What do you need? You need to lend to quality. The fact that the power is present does not mean the gadgets that should be controlled by that power be in operation. They have to be plugged in, they have to be turned on. So when you find the scripture, it has power. He says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from the Lord shall be without power. Every word from God is with power. 
And so when you get that word, my God shall supply all your needs. You don't have to look to heaven for God to send you something. What you need is in that same word. Because that word is a power plant. God's Lord power in scriptures. God's Lord power in scriptures. There is healing power. There is power for provision. There is power for promotion. There is power for excellence. There is power for anything. Whatever the scripture says, the power to make it good is within that scripture. And how do you pray it is by faith. It is when you believe that scripture. When you believe that word. This is what you are doing now. Your finances are not doing well. And you are praying, my God shall supply all your needs. And then you say, I believe. You know what you are doing? Connecting your finances to that scripture. What happens? The power of that scripture. Let me remind you of something. Every woman, when they in a body, she will see me. Let me try get there. The Bible tells us, even the beginning was the Word. And the Word was the Lord, and the Word was God. And then he said, in the same verse of the Word is God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, this word that became flesh is not just uh, Psalm 23, this one. It's all of the scriptures. All of the word of God in flesh. Now, here is a woman who is sick. And she says to herself, if I can just plug in,
receives his word in heaven. When you receive his word in heaven, you receive his power in heaven. He said, where? Location. The place. Where the word of the king is. There is power. There is power. No word from God shall be without power. Or impossible or fulfillment. No word. You go to Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, you find powerful protection. No weapon of action against you shall prosper. He said, Yes, I'm the king. You know what you're doing? Activating the shield of protection. Doesn't matter what the enemy has done. But if you don't believe that, you're going to see so many people touch Jesus. When the woman touched him with faith, they touched him, they touched him, they touched him. The story of giving God that garments and played lots. Who should get it? Nothing happens. The seven hands that were laid on blind by the nails and opened his eyes. The seven hands that were laid on the leper and placed him on his leprosy. Soldiers held the hands. Nothing happens. It is faith that helps us withdraw from the power of Someone's worth me, verse 22. Someone's worth me, verse 22. Bless the Lord for his works. Now, if this scripture says, Bless the Lord, all ye people, I understand. But he said, All his works. So your miracle has a responsibility to bless the king. Whatever God does has Everything God does is supposed to praise God. Everything God does is supposed to be in place. That is why, that is why when God does something for you, you must be quick to testify. The Bible does not just say, oh, yours is the kingdom, yours is the powerful stuff. He continues to say, and the God. If his power has done something, then he must receive glory. If the power belongs to him, then glory must go to him. That way must praise That way must praise Bless the Lord for his works in all places for his dominion. Gives us another insight. The works of God are in the places of his dominion. And the dominion of God is where? Where his work is. So God will work 
where his word has dominion. I need to say that again. God will work where his word has dominion. If his word gains dominion over your mind, you will see his works in your life. As long as you are worried, as long as you are afraid, you will not see. His words must gain dominion. And that is why he tells us to fight. He has to tell us to fight because this is something we must do. Cast down imaginations. Bring every thought into subjection. Because if we don't do that, we will not see his words. There are thoughts that tell us this is not our idea. Things will not go our way. But if we're going to see God work, we must refuse those thoughts. They are right to rule our minds. If God will rule in your life, His word must have dominion over your mind. Because it is where His word is that His power is. In other words, it is where His word is that He is king in it. God is not in charge if His word is not. What am I trying to tell you? You cannot receive his healing if your mind is full of sickness. You cannot receive his provision if your mind is full of sickness. No one will help me. No one will do it for me. I don't know how it's going to come. You can stand here and say, make sure it is. You can shout the loudest and then if your mind is dominated by luck, you will not see the work of God. In as far as provision is concerned. So now he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself only to them that your property may appear the whole. Now he says, this book of the law shall not be out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. That's what he tells us. So you have to be deliberate in these things. He said, I want to see the works of God. He says, the works of God are in the places of his dominion. They are in the places of his dominion. The works of God are in the places of his dominion. So if I'm going to see the works of God, then I must allow him to rule. Now, he is what we do. He is what we do. Oh God, take charge. He doesn't take charge that way. Oh God, have your way. Jesus, take the wheel. He doesn't take the wheel that way. It will not happen because you say, you are in control, you are in control, uh, do whatever you want to do. He will not do whatever he wants to do. No. Where the word of the king is, the power of the king is. You want him to be in charge, get his word, and allow that word to dominate your mind. Then he will be in charge, he will be in control. Get his word, allow that word to dominate your emotions. Yes, you may feel like this is it. I mean, I'm going to die, but his word says you will be able to die. The Bible tells us who has believed, Isaiah 53, verse 1, who has believed our reports? 
And he is standing as a reporter. Reporting for the king. Giving you his news. And then he says, anybody who believes the reports. This is Isaiah You read those words. And then Isaiah gives the report. He says, somebody has done something for you. Someone has done something for us. We are not supposed to have peace. But the chastisement of our peace has been laid upon him. We are supposed to be sick. But here is the report. By whose stripes we are healed. We are supposed to be far from God. We are supposed to be punished for our sins. But God has laid on him the iniquities of us all. We are not supposed to be anything. But this someone done something for us to make us happy. There is a who has believed our reports. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Showing us that the arm of the Lord will be revealed, will be manifested to the person who believes the report of God. He says, Bless his works. The works of God are in the places. Then he says, Bless the Lord for my soul. Praise God. Matthew chapter 9. I'm winding up. Matthew 9. Look at verse 8. Matthew 9, verse 8. But when the multitude saw it, which is Jesus, is from healing a man from putting on the water. And after the water. The Bible says that when the multitude saw it, they marveled. They marveled. But he didn't end there. They said, wow, but he didn't end there. How can the person be healed like that? How can the miracle happen? But he didn't end there. The Bible says, and glorified God. They saw the power and went wild. But here is something. They thought, if we are seeing this power, then we must give this glory. If we are seeing his power, it is because his kingdom has come. If his kingdom has come, and we are seeing his power, then glory must be given to Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. The glorified God. Which has given such power unto men. So God does give power to men. Not so that men can be glorified, but so that the people can glorify God. Are you hearing what I'm showing you? Yours is the kingdom. He says the kingdom is not more than your power. Yours is the power. Yours is the forever. Psalm 145. I'll read three verses. Verse 10 to verse 13. Psalm 145. 10 to 13. He, he tells us again, all thy works shall praise him. As your miracle praise him. 
Have you praised him? Because you do, and he's waiting. You didn't come here by whole will. You were created. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord. And thy saints shall bless thee. Now, by blessing, oh, it doesn't mean that, you know, like the simple God blesses and means to worship. Okay? Verse 11. Look at how they're going to bless God. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. This is the saints who speak. Here's how they're glorified. They will speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. Listen, they'll be talking of your power. You know God did this? You know God did that? God did this. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. You mean the sister, she shared what God has done. God has done this, God has done that. God has done that. Let's stop and just give glory to God. Father, thank you. We glorify your name. We bless your name. You see what he said? Holy Spirit. In verse 11, he has shown us this thing that we are talking about. The kingdom, the power of the glory. They shall speak of the glory. The glory of thy kingdom. And talk of thy power. You, you cannot separate this. When we separate this, when you try you see, we're in trouble. There is a discontinuity to that miracle flow. Miracles can die. I have to say it again. Miracles can die. Miracles are the result of His power. If they don't praise Him, they'll die. If glory does not go back to Him for the miracle that has been performed, that miracle will die. That's why Jesus said we touched him. It's not because he didn't know that someone had touched him or that he didn't know who exactly touched him. He wanted to give that woman an opportunity to testify and give glory to God. Because if she didn't do that, even though she suffered for four years, she would have been well for one year and then have something worse. Somebody would testify and tell me, Pastor, this is so when, when you hear the church say, testify, testify, we're not trying to magnify the church. First, first and foremost, is about you presenting that thing that has happened When she testified, when that woman testified, you know what Jesus said to her? He said to her, go, your faith has made you well. And what happened made her well before she testified? Hear this again. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They overcame him when the thing happened. When he says it is when they testified. Okay, you miss what I said. It is when they testified that they got the victory. You miss what I said. You cannot get the victory when it happens. <laughs> If, if a miracle has happened, God has done something for you, and you have not testified, the matter is not yet settled. Ah, 
When you testify, you seal the matter. They overcame it by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of the they overcome? The devil. The devil. He wanted to prosperity and then say, no, no, no. This is what Jesus did for us through his blood. And we testify that it has been done. And the devil was silenced. But some people will say, I saw so and so, this person walking for three days, the person was and then the fourth day, the person got very sick. We are very suspicious now. Is that truly the power of God that healed the person? In fact, yes. In fact, yes. You've got to see something. You've got to see something. The power is not what God gets. It is you who benefits from the power. What God gets is the glory. If he gets nothing, why should he continue to invest in the business? All of you here are very smart. You will not invest in a business that will not bring you anything. You want something from God. Your king. He gives you his words. He brings to you his power. You get something. Question. What will he get? If you get something from him and you give him nothing, you are a thief. And whatever you put must be taken away from that is why if the devil comes, you can't chase it because these are two things. You know, that thief has come and you say, get away from me. You are a thief. He says, look, brothers and sisters, the wife says something. Before he says, meet them in James 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. Yours is the king. He says something. We like the last part. But the last part depends on the first part. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Yeah? So I resist it. But there is something that gives me the right to be obeyed when I say devil. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. So there is a turning to God. And then now you turn and face the enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You see that? Back to the book of Psalms. So you have to give him glory. That was Masotokobaya. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's finish this. All thy ways shall praise me, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless me until I come here. They shall speak, the saints shall speak. If you're not ready to do that, you're not ready to see his power. The saints, they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. Let's go, let's go. To make known to, to the sons of men his mighty hands. 
He says they will have to now look. They are not making these these things known to the saints. That's where they started. Now they are going beyond church. They are going to make these things known to the sons of men. He says to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Now they are telling the young believers and saying, "Look, God did this. God did that." They are saying, "There is no God." And then you are also saying, "There is no God. How could this be possible?" God did this. God did that. Glory to God. He did that. It's a, it's a lie. I, I was there. How can it be? I'm a witness. Were you there? No. So you close your mouth. You can't deny it. You were not there. I was there. God did this. And what are we doing now? See what you're doing. Then he says in verse 13, that kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. See what we cannot say the days of miracles are over. His dominion endures throughout all generations. If you say miracles are over, we mean God is no longer here. We mean his word no longer has power. But where the word of the Jesus, there is power. 1 Chronicles 16, 29. Let me show you some few more scriptures. Then we'll call it today. I know you are you are so you have eaten you, you are so crazy of Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk. Are you seeing that? Talk of what? Talk here of all his wondrous works. Not just what he did for you. What you saw him do for anyone else. Just talk. Talk about it. Talk about it. Ah ah. Hey, that sister. Hey, that brother. Did you hear? She received something. Let's talk about it. Talk about it. Let's continue. Verse, verse 10. Glory ye in his holy name. That is the praise in his name. Let the heart of men rejoice and sing the Lord. If you are singing the Lord, you sing rejoice. Continue, continue. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Now skip to verse 29. The same chapter 16. Skip to verse 29. Give unto the Lord what? The glory due unto his name. The glory that his name deserves. Now he doesn't deserve any glory if we haven't seen his power. So we have to see his power. How do you glorify him? You are seen. How do you glorify him? Unless your, your faith has seen what his power has done. Then you can glorify him even though you have not seen anything yet. Give unto the Lord the glory to your name. Bring an offering. Uh oh. An offering is part of you glorifying him. Bring an offering. Bring is a bring. I know the one who said, I'm reading scripture again. And come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship. I see a lot of people doing worship time. It does it. And then they sit there. This is your week. Amen. I know that some people are genuinely. 
then that's getting exposed to the things of the kingdom. But there are certain people, it's not ignorant. They have been taught, and yet they still behave that way. They know what they're supposed to do. No, no, no. Today they're wearing it. You know, they don't want the neighbor to look at them and say, ah, you two, you behave like that. The question is, have you seen his power? If you have seen his power, the next question is, has he received his glory? Has he received his glory? And at the end of this, in giving glory, you will see more who he is. You see. That's why you find that there are times when you pray for something. Let's say, uh, you pray for magic, right? You pray for 20,000, he gives you 1,000. It's a test. It's a test. Will you recognize his hand? Will you give him glory? If you want, if you can't give him glory for that simple release, then he knows you will not be able to do it on the big one comes. He qualified you for 20. But you disqualified yourself. Your unfaithfulness disqualified you. Hmm? No, you don't know that God tested you. He will test you. He tested Abraham. And then he said, Abraham, bring your son. That one, the one you love. The Bible says, and God, King James tempted, but the correct is tested, because scripture shows us he doesn't tempt people. The Bible says, God tested Abraham. All this time he has been telling Abraham, father of many, 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 many. And he only gave him one. And then he says, the one, that one you have, the one you have, I want you to offer him up, give him, on one of the mountains of Moriah. The Bible says God wanted to see what Abraham would do. And Abraham offered Isaac. And then the boy is born from heaven because he wanted to kill him. The boy is Abraham! Abraham! Stop! And this is what God says. Now I know. Now you know? I thought you knew everything. No, now you are proven to me. Now I know that that fearless God. Oh, so you gave Abraham one child and then told him to get that one child and give him back to you so you can see whether or not he fails you. It was a test. Then God says, Now I know that that fearless God. He now said, Therefore, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplication, I will multiply you. He says, your seed will be like the stars of heaven and like the sun by the seashore. And then he says, your seed will possess the gates of the enemy. It was a test. What do you do when God tests you like that? You pray for a big door, you open the window. <laughs> what do you do? That cry. No, he's faithful. He said, if you ask for bread, he won't give you a stone. But what he has given you is to test you. That is why it's a sign. It's not a real thing, it's a sign. It shows that something else more is coming. Now it's 
I don't know, nothing is happening in my life. You are complaining, you are supposed to be giving him no. Then the door remains shut. Oh, shut. Now, so you learn to lift your hands. Just second. Just second. I haven't seen this now. If you really look at your life very long, you will see that you have actually seen this now. Thank you. Remember how that you were involved in a, in a road accident? Some people died, they didn't die. What kept you? Yes, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. People were being laid off from what you were not laid off. Why do you think you were killed? You're now giving him this, you're just thanking him, counting your blessings, counting what you have Then you will look for your words, you won't find it. You will look for your fears, you won't find them. You will actually find your faith is getting stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger. And then you're like, go, you did it before, you do it again. You do it again. You have brought me out. Look, devil said, look, the lion came out. Against my flock and killed me. There came and killed me. Go to the river, this giant also tonight. Psalm 29, verse 2. Psalm 29, verse 2. Give unto the Lord. Give, 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 he says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not saying you're a music minister, if you have seen his power, you owe him glory. You owe him. You owe him. You have a debt to pay the Lord. You, are, you owe him. That testimony is not just you to say God is God is good. It's a debt you have to pay. God is looking for what witnesses. Okay, I'll show you the scripture now. Acts 1 verse 8. What does it say? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Okay. Before Acts chapter 1 verse 8, let's read verse 6. Acts chapter 1 verse 6. When they Therefore, we come together. They asked of him, saying, Lord, when thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel, the physical kingdom to Israel, God preserved And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of the, the times of the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Remember, they were asking about the kingdom, the physical kingdom. At this time, the Romans were ruling over the Jews. So they wanted to know how we going to be free from the Romans. Then Jesus is saying, they there is a greater assignment beyond this book kingdoms. Then it says, you will say, look at the state. But you shall receive what talk to you. shall receive what? After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be what? Wait. So when you receive his power, he expects you to be his witness. <laughs> If this power has healed you, you're supposed to stand and you're supposed to stand in a witness box and testify to everyone that he is the healer. He is alive. Witness. 
Now, if you have not received his power, you cannot be his witness. So he says to them, I have given you a message. You have seen a lot of things that you cannot be my witnesses. Stand ye in Jesus' name and you will be in you with power. You receive his power. You see his power. You must be a witness. Now, you cannot be a witness if you don't have witnesses testify. Huh? Yes, we call a person a witness when they have a testimony. <laughs> so when a person is coming to testify, they are actually being witnesses. They are witnessing. They are saying, I witnessed the power. And if I witness the power, then the person behind the power is not dead. He is alive. Even though we cannot see him right now with our two eyes, Jesus is alive. We are witnesses. Last scripture, Psalm 96, and let's say it. Psalm 96, let's say it. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Give unto the Lord the glory due and his name. Somebody shall be good in Then he says, What? Bring. Why are you bringing the prophet to give him the glory to you? And come into his courts. I said last week, you know, let me give you another one. Malachi chapter 2. Give me verse 1. And, and, and an idea of what happens when he doesn't get the glory. And now, oh, ye priests, this commandment is clear. Thank you. Let's read verse 2 together once ago. If you will not hear, uh-huh. and if you will not lay it to heart, to do what? To give glory unto my name. So look, he said, if you don't lay it to heart, this is not, he's not even talking about them doing something. This is they thinking about doing it. If you don't even think about doing it, go on. Say the Lord was, yeah? Go on. Uh-huh. I will even send a curse upon you. And I will bless your blessings. Wait. You have received blessings from me. If you do not lay it to heart to give me glory, he says, I will bless the blessings. That's what he's telling them. Today, we see what things are breaking, things are happening, that someone is talking. You are solving your problems. He says, I will kiss your blessings. Yes, yeah, I have kissed them already. Why? Because you do not lay it to heart. Because you do not lay it to heart. Because. Hallelujah. Are you going to give glory to God? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47. Please, let's read it again. One, two. Wait, when you read it, you listen because they didn't know. Yes, let's read it. One, two. Because thou 
assemblies do not reward thy wrong with what? And with what? For what? Let's break it down. God has done amazing things for us. There is an abundance of things He has done for us. They are sending Him, which is nice, but they are not sending Him correctly. So He says, because you are not sitting the Lord your God with joyfulness. This is a person serving God. He says, because you are not doing it with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for all these things that I've done for you. Continue now. 48. Therefore, shall thou save thy enemies, which the Lord shall sin against thee. What? In anger. This person is serving God. The Bible says because he's not doing it with joyfulness, you'll be hungry. Asha, very hungry, no provisions. Why? God was busy marking. Are you saving me with joyfulness? For what I've done for you. He says, You will save your enemies. You will save them in hunger. You will save them in thirst. In nakedness. And in want of all things, that's lack of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck, and he have destroyed it. Not because he did not save at all, but because he did not save correctly. There was no joy, there was no plans. God has his expectations. Christ here. Yours is the kingdom. How do I receive the kingdom? Enter the kingdom. You must be born again. Yours is the power. How do I experience the power? I must receive his word. For where the word of the king is, that is power. Yours is the glory. After experiencing his power and has given the glory. If you are ready to give him the glory, whatever you are, take a minute, go ahead and just give him glory. Go ahead and give him glory. Go ahead and give him glory. Did you see his power last week? Did you experience anything in your life last week which was not the work of your own hands? Give it glory. Give it glory. You deserve it, Lord. Give it glory. Give it praise. Father, the kingdom is yours. The power is yours. And the glory is yours. We are here to give you for all that you have done, we are here to give you glory. Now go ahead and declare to him for what you are doing today and for what you are going to do this week. I'm giving you glory. Go ahead, go ahead. I know that the glory belongs to you, not to mine. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. 
the Bible says, they said unto him, Ye are Lord. Then cast he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be unto you. And their eyes were opened. What you see here that before he even touched them, they asked them a question that had to do with faith. Do you believe that I am Yes. What is the problem exactly? I just see here that you can't remember how long you started. It's just pending, so I don't get the details. The rent? Yeah, my rent. They are paying much. Especially when I walk too much, started a long time ago. For eight years now. Eight years. Yeah, but uh, by now they are painful. They are painful. Yeah. They put in here. Yeah. They went for hospital. Yeah. Two years. Went to my hospital, but they told me that I need to go to operation. They said I need to go to operation, but they believe that God going to heal me. Are you ready?
if, if we are going to continuously see his power, we will have to agree to also continuously give him glory. The power belongs to him. There is no man here or there who has such power from themselves. The power belongs to him, so the glory must also go to him. Praise God. Let's close our eyes now. Remember, I said something when we started the Kibbutz. I said something. I said that for you to experience the kingdom, you have to be born again. In a meeting like this, it's very easy to assume that everyone is born again, everyone has had that experience. But I don't want to assume, I want to be sure. So if you are here, you are saying, Pastor, my issue is not sickness, I am not sick. My issue is that my sins are troubling me and I need an assurance of salvation. I want to be born again. I want to enter the kingdom. I want to be able to see the kingdom. If that is you, I want you to lift your hand where I can see it. You want to be saved today. The rest of us, we can put our hands down. If that is you, you, you want to be born again today. Let me see your hand. Like, come, come and pray. I pray for you. Come forward. Yeah, I see. I see several hands. You are still that side. Salvation is in no other than Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus, you enter his kingdom. And his power becomes your birthright. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead. I confess that you are Lord and King of my life. My sins and my past wash away now in your blood. Make me a no creature without a past. Your child, I receive salvation. I am saved. I receive Amen. 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 Uh, program managers over to you.